Hello, welcome to the podcast. My name is Will Stacy. I am the Next Generation Pastor at First Baptist Church Huntington. And today with me, I have my good friend and intern, Dylan Richardson, once again. Say hello, Dylan. What's up, guys? I'm back on the podcast. Back on the cast. Back at it again. And today, uh, we're going to be talking about one of our spicier subjects, I think. But uh, hey, give us a little introduction to the topic today, Dylan. Yeah, so today... We are going to be talking about drinking, uh, alcohol, drunkenness, uh, being sober-minded. Um, I would like to just clarify that I am only 19, and so I'm not of the legal age to drink, and I've never been drunk. However, uh, there is a lot the Bible has to say about this, so I feel that I have quite a bit to add. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think the purpose of this podcast, if we'll remember back, is for us to talk about the world, to talk about the culture, and how to live in the world and not of the world. Um, and we're going to do that by looking at the world through a lens of Scripture, you know, to share truth. The only place that we believe, the only place that truth comes from, is from the Bible and from God's Word. And so to try and do this of our own opinions would be ridiculous, because um, <laughs> then that would go against everything the podcast is about. Um, so Dylan, don't worry, you're plenty qualified to talk about this because you yeah. have read some scripture, all right? <laughs> Not only are we talking about drinking, I think it's important for us to address other topics such as tobacco, drugs, um, and things like that in this podcast. I think that drinking is a nice title because it can reel you in and help you understand like, oh, this, that's what the topic's going to be on. But I think all of these things can be kind of grouped together and we'll talk about that more as we get on down the road. Um, but First and foremost, we got to open our Bibles, um, and today we're going to open our Bibles. Uh, and so, Dylan, how about you just start us off by reading us uh, some scripture about drinking? Yeah, well, there's, I've got four right here. Uh, the first I have is Ephesians five eighteen, which is let's hear it. Uh, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And so that's just black and white. Don't be drunk. Don't be drunken with wine. Uh, the second one I have is Galatians five nineteen through 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, I can't pronounce that word ever, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things of these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So this is like really similar to the fruits of the spirit. However, um, it's like the opposite. And so like it basically drunkenness is used as an example as one of those things um, that is not of the spirit. That's the opposite. Yeah. I want to, can we, can we circle back around to Ephesians? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to ask us to look a little bit wider because that is a good verse. You know, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, which is a great memory verse for you to just know off the top of your head. Because it's easy, it's simple to remember. But let's expand it a little bit, and let's let's talk about kind of the context, I guess, of that piece of scripture. Um, so let's read seventeen and nineteen with it. Um, here, I'll just I'll just read seventeen for us. It says, "Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk on wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit." And then verse nineteen tells us, "Addressing one another." in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. It doesn't just tell us not to do something, right? Oh, and you expand it a little bit. No, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't tell us, hey, don't do this. Don't it, that's not all it's telling us. It's also giving us a better way to live. 
it's telling us, you know, be filled with the Spirit, and it goes into explaining what does it even mean to be filled with the Spirit, and we're going to, and it, it tells us to address one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making a melody to the Lord with your heart. These are things that, that you can't do effectively, according to what Scripture's telling us, under the influence of alcohol, under the influence of wine, right? Because when we worship the Lord, God wants us to do it of our free will and in a cognizant way because he wants our our love and our adoration without any kind of barrier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, also, the verse 17, it, it just kind of sets it up. Hey, don't be foolish. Understand the will of the Lord. And knowing this verse and understanding it is part of that. Understanding not to, to be drunk on wine, but to be filled with the Spirit. That's part of being wise. Um, this is a request made uh, by the Lord of us is for us to be wise. So we're not just given a command not to do something. We're given a command to do something else. We're being told, hey, be filled with the Spirit because that's our calling as believers. Yeah, so we read Galatians. Now I have uh, one from the Psalms. It says Psalm 104, 14 through 15. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen men. And so this right here is listing like many of the great things that come from the labor mm-hmm. um, of man, things that are a blessing of God. And one of those things is wine. And so while... Uh, what? I thought Christians were not supposed to drink at all. No. Yeah, so it's basically saying that wine is one of those good things that... God has uh, blessed man with as a result of his hard work. Um, while it does say that drunkenness is a sin, it's like basically like too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And so like you can have alcohol and wine, but don't have too much <laughs> kind of thing. Don't be drunk. Don't get drunk on those substances. Mm. That's good. Yep, and then the last one that I have written down is Ecclesiastes nine seven. Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. And so that that's another thing showing that um, wine is a thing to, or alcohol is a thing to be enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. That it's a glad thing, it's a good thing. Um, I mean, I'll also point us to like one of Jesus's first miracles, right? of him turning the water into wine. Um, it, you know, God does not cause man to sin. Uh, and by Jesus, you know, being at this wedding feast and, and turning the water into wine, he was being obedient to his mother because she asked him to. But he was also, you know, saying sin is okay. No, he was he was doing something for uh, this family that was getting married. I think it's cool that uh, we get to see um, see it not only in the negative light, but in the positive light in Scripture. This is one of those things that we get like a pretty good scope of of what God thinks about um, about wine, about alcohol, right? So let's talk um, about being sober-minded. Um, so we got some good verses there. We've got you know not to get drunk on wine; it leads to debauchery. Uh, but let's let's turn over uh, to First Peter. Chapter 5, verse 8, um, it gives us a posture to have instead of drunkenness, right? And it gives us a reason for that. So if we look at First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. 
Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So it gives us a reason to be sober-minded, right? Like, one of the things I hear a lot is like, oh, dude, I'm just having fun. Like, it's I'm safe, you know. I'm not, I'm not riding around and driving and getting people in danger. I'm being safe, you know. And, you know, that's that's all fine and good, but the Bible asks us to be sober-minded. And what's the reason that it gives us there, Dylan? Yeah, and so right here in First Peter 5 that you just read, uh, it says be sober-minded, be watchful, because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So you have to be uh, aware of those issues, because if you're not sober-minded, you'll fall into uh, traps, and you'll um, you basically just lead yourself right there into... Um, the devour. Yeah, Satan is is looking for someone to take advantage of, basically. And you know, God has has given us, like we you read in Ecclesiastes, He's given us um, drink and wine as you know a gift, as something to be enjoyed. But just like a lot of the good things that God has given us, Satan wants to take that and twist it into something that it's not supposed to be. And, and here we're given a, a warning to be sober-minded because Satan is, is prowling around looking for someone to mess up. He's looking for someone to get in trouble. He's looking for someone uh, that he can take advantage of their uh, lack of a sober mind and cause them to do something that is against what God would want for them. So I think that that's a really good warning for me. It's just a reminder. It's like, you know, God's not holding these things back from us. He's not telling us not to get drunk because... He doesn't want us to have a good time. He's telling us not to get drunk because there is an enemy out there, and we have to be ready for that enemy. And if we've lost our senses, we've lost our reason, it just makes us all the more vulnerable when the enemy comes around. Yeah, the next thing that I want to uh, address is just, you know, I don't think that this stops at alcohol. What do you think, Dylan? No, yeah, I agree. I mean... Alcohol is not the only substance that can cause you not to be sober-minded. Yeah, that's true. I think there's plenty of things out there, and and you you listener, you know what we're thinking, and you know what we're talking about. But any substance that is going to cause you to to lose cognition is going to cause you to to lose your ability to control your own actions. Um, and I think about like this scripture here in in First Peter, where it doesn't actually mention alcohol specifically, right? It just tells us to be sober-minded. You know, even if you, like, stay up for too many hours, like, if you stay up for, like, 36 hours in a row, that would even cause you to lose your sobriety, right? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done one of those, like, all-nighters for college, Dylan? Oh, yeah. Where you're, like, oh, yeah. you're, like, barely able to function because... Oh, yeah. I, no I definitely pulled I definitely pulled all-nighters in college, but I'm embarrassed to say that it wasn't for homework. It was for Lord of the Rings marathon, but I couldn't <laughs> I think after it. that, so... <laughs> so that's a... Uh, yeah, so it's not just, like, alcohol, right? There are also drugs and substances, but also things we do to ourselves that might cause us to, to no longer be sober-minded. Um, and I think that it's important for us to realize that, you know, yes, this is a podcast on drinking, but, but God's calling to us is for us to be ready um, to be standing guard for when the enemy comes to attack. Not only that, but if I'm not sober-minded, it's going to be a lot more difficult to tell someone about Jesus. And I think that's like our most important calling is for us to go and, and tell others about him. So um, it's hard to do that when you 
can barely string a sentence together, you know? Back to the Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Mm-hmm. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things of these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we actually discussed this in uh, Sunday school a few weeks back. And one thing we discussed is that these are the opposites of the fruit of the Spirit. And so the fruit of the Spirit, what it does is it basically like, it's like, hey, if these things are present in your life, it is obvious that you have the Spirit. Like these are the things that will be present kind of thing. Uh, And so these things are here are saying that these are the things that will be present if you're not of the Spirit. Mm. Uh, And so one thing you'll notice reading through this list is like, man, you know what? Those things... I probably often do a lot of those things. And not only that, you look at the world, these are things that are common. And not only are they common, oftentimes they're um, approved and praised. Like, if you don't work out of your jealousy, like, something's got to drive you, you know? Rivalries, like, everybody has to have a rival, like, things like that. And then also, drunkenness is just way... It's it's a praise thing. It's like, oh, it's funny when we get drunk or it's fun or whatnot. And so, like, these things right here, if you look at that and you say, oh, this is nice or, oh, this is good or, oh, I do that from time to time, it's okay. The truth is it's not. Like, uh, it says that these things, I warn you as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so I don't think this is saying that, oh, if you do it once or twice, you're done. But, no, it's like if you make a habit, if these are your fruits, if this is your fruit, then then you need to, like, it says that those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so I think it is important to acknowledge that it's a serious thing. Drunkenness is thrown in that category of all these other things. Um, but like every other sin, it's it's serious. <laughs> For sure. And, like, what stands out to me huge about that is the beginning of verse 19 where it tells us that the works of the flesh are evident. The works of, of man, like the works that we do of our own, they're very obvious, right? Like, they're very obviously against what God has for us. And then, you know, if you keep reading Galatians chapter 5, you run into the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And those are all, like, things that the Spirit gives us, right? And so, going back to Ephesians uh, chapter 5, right? Uh, Don't be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Like, don't do these things, but be filled with these things, right? Um, it's a pretty obvious command. Yeah, that's good stuff, Dylan. Thanks for sharing that. So the next thing I want to address um, is not just drunkenness. Drunkenness isn't the only issue when this thing comes up because a lot of our listeners will, might be students. Um, as I hope many of you are finding this and enjoying it, um, some of you students, you're listening to this, and I think where we should have probably started is with the idea that you are underaged. Dylan himself talked about that at the beginning of the episode. Dylan is an underaged uh, person, and so for him to partake in alcohol would not just be, or for him to be drunk would not be, not only be something that is uh, against God's law, it would also be against the law of men, uh, the law of our country, uh, if you're in America, right? Uh, so I want to read Romans chapter 13, and I'm going to read verses 1 and 2, and this is Paul 
um, talking to, obviously, the church in Rome. And, you know, Rome has its own laws, and the Israelites, they're under, you know, under oppression by the Roman government, right, who's come in and conquered their land. And in, in Romans chapter 13, it says this, verse 1 and 2, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. Man, this is crazy. Paul, he's saying, look, God has set up the Roman government. Like, God is allowing the Roman government to exist, and it's been instituted by him. So if the Romans tell you to do something, and it doesn't go against God's law, you have to follow that. So what does that mean for us, Dylan? No, yeah, so... Exactly what you just said, like that. That that is the law of the land, and um, it's not forcing us to sin or whatnot. In fact, it's like like preserving the image of God. Then we should we should follow that law. And in fact, it'd be wrong not to. Kind of like you said, God has established that. God has established the government um, as His authority here on earth. With that being said, if you are under the age of twenty one and you're partaking in not only alcohol, but you're partaking in tobacco now, because the law's been moved up to 21, um, you are not only breaking the law of your land, you're sinning against God because God has asked you to obey the law because it's been instituted by Him and appointed by Him. Um, And as much as we like to think sometimes that uh, the government is is man-made, it tells us right here in Romans, Paul is saying, look, God has instituted this. God has appointed this the authorities that are over you. Um, So, man, as someone who is under the age of 21, you shouldn't be partaking at all because that's what the government's telling you to do. Um, And God tells you to obey that government. So, take that into account as well when you're thinking about these things. All right, so that is it for what we have to discuss today. Um, I hope that you learned something and that you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions or anything else that you would like to say, feel completely free to uh, send us a text or a DM on uh, the youth group page. We would love to hear feedback because we know that this is a topic that is uh, wildly debated. And if we can just have discussion, that's awesome. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you tune into our next one and our previous ones. If you haven't listened to uh, the one that Byron did, Byron and Will did on idols. Is that correct, Will? Is that what y'all did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if y'all haven't done, heard that one yet, go and give it a listen. It is amazing. Um, but yeah, that concludes today's presentation. I'm Dylan Richardson. And I'm Will Stacy. And that is the Anomaly Students Podcast. Whoop, whoop.